welcome back to another episode of the Raving Geeks, the official Greek culture podcast of Central Michigan Life. Steve is not in today, so nope. this is me, Farhan, holding down the fort here with Jeremy. And like a half-sick Jeremy who just barely got out of bed today. Well, I'm glad you're But here. realized that Stephen wasn't going to be here. And how else are we going to get the people their fill of, of popular culture news? Precisely, precisely. I'm running on Dayquil, so if I get a little <laughs> delirious here... Forgive me. But what we do have today is a rundown of a lot of the games we're excited for this year, um, as well as some predictions on how we think those games are going to be received. Um, I'll kick it off. So one of the one of the games I'm looking forward to most, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. So if you're not familiar with Fire Emblem, it's kind of a JRPG grid-based strategy game uh, set in battle arenas, and you run a team of characters, and they can die, and when they're dead, they're usually dead for good. Um, this is the first game that's going to be released on an actual like living room console, so I'm really excited because before, whenever you did the battles, it was just sprites, and it was kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's fully mo- fully rendered 3D environments, so I'm excited for that. As a series, they've all been really good. Uh, it kind of hit its stride in 2016 with Fire Emblem Awakening, which is one of my favorite games of all time. I cried a little bit when it ended, <laughs> not going to lie. Well, one of... A game franchise I've been following since I'd say it started with Gears of War. Um, it's probably the only reason I stuck with Xbox, even through like all the ups and downs. I wanted to actually switch over to PlayStation for a while, but I stuck with it mainly because of my obsession with Gears and Halo. Um, so when I found out Gears 5, when I saw that announcement trailer, um, I was down for it. Gears 4 to me was like, a, I don't want to say a bit of a, like a step back, but it like it felt different from the previous Gears games, just in terms of obviously we had entirely new characters. Um, the gameplay was very similar, but it just didn't have, at least for me, the same feel as some of the previous games. So I'm hoping maybe Gears 5 can get back to that. Um, maybe it's because I'm just, at, at that point, I was so used to the core group of characters that I kind of kept wanting to come back to and yeah. sort of being rushed into a younger group was kind of just maybe a little jarring. Didn't really get a whole lot of time to get to know each one of them individually, mm-hmm. other than the fact that one of them was Marcus's son. That was kind of the only real connection. That was had. the only connection to anything. I mean, previously. The, well, the previous characters were in Gears Four, but they were like nobody's yeah. basically. I mean, they were side characters essentially. Like they Baird and Cole kind of just came in for like I, I think maybe two or three missions. Like you know, say the characters you fell in love with were there, but they weren't. There. I've never fallen in love with any of these characters. I cannot tolerate <laughs> Gears of War. Really? So you're not you're not like a third choir. person shooter type thing. Is that what it I, is? I like some third-person shooters, but I think it was kind of, um, like, Gears of War is very, like, over-the-top and, like, yeah. rock music and, viol- like, overly violent, violence, I think. Yeah. And that's was always kind of a turn-off for me. And I, I really liked Halo mm-hmm. and kind of gameplay, I guess, was similar. Third-person shooters have never really been my shtick, but I, I like Mass Effect just because I think the setting and the narrative can really carry itself. Are you more excited for or a little bit more excited for the gears pop spinoff that's coming out um are you familiar with what i'm talking about i i've heard of it i'm not too too familiar with it but i i have heard about it yes it's one of those um like mobile spinoffs i think um they just like shit out because it yeah makes money i I do remember hearing hearing about that yeah but um, mobile games of like mobile versions of console games traditionally have been at least in my experience not that great so yeah if it's a mobile version of gears i don't see that working i'm trying to figure out how you make a mobile version of gears of war work it's also a weird crossover to do with the pop 
franchise, yeah, which are kind of like kids' toys. Yeah, I, I guess agree. they're kids' toys, and for people who are really into collecting, like the Funko Pop figures, mm-hmm. yeah, that are just like it looks like it's a kind of a strip top-down strategy game, like Fire Emblem Awakening or like Fire Emblem. So I, I don't know how those audiences cross over. Yeah, I'm not sure how they do either. That's a very interesting choice for them to make that sort of crossover. Mm-hmm. A, to make it a mobile game, and then B, to cross over with pop. That's, yeah, that's an odd that's an odd choice for them to make. But, I mean, weirder things have been done. Yeah. So. Okay, uh, I'll go next on my list. Are you familiar with Outer, Outer Worlds? Um, not particularly, no. So, uh, to rewind a little bit, the developers of Fallout New Vegas, Obsidian Entertainment, were could not make another Fallout game because Bethesda wouldn't let them. Hmm. So at the time of Fallout 76 crashing and burning into the giant napalm cloud that it turned into, this game developer put out a trailer for their own game, which is like a sci-fi, uh, like space pulp fiction game that... S- they're pitching as what people want for Fallout. So I think that game's going to be really good. It's coming out in 2019. Fallout New Vegas is one of my favorite games of all time, mm-hmm. and it's better than any game Bethesda has ever made. You can quote me on that, and I know people who are listening just got angry. But there you have it, Outer Worlds. It's going to be on the... For 2019, it's going to be on the people's top five lists. I'm guessing. You're guessing. I'm get. That's my... <laughs> me... me Thinking into the future, it's going to be a, good, a damn good game. Um, well, another game I've been looking at, although I will say I haven't been paying much attention to news about it, but I do remember seeing the announcement trailer and going, oh, they're making another one of those. You have my 60 bucks right now. <laughs> and it was Halo Infinite. It was a very, like, brief, like, trailer, if I remember correctly. It didn't it really just, like, say anything. Yeah, it didn't say or give anything. So it's kind of hard to get excited about any particular aspect of what, this new what this new installment may bring. Can you remind but, me what the name was one more time? Uh, it was Halo Infinite. Trying to guess what it could be from that name because we don't know what kind of game it's going to be. Yeah, no, we yeah, they told us absolutely absolutely nothing, and I was I was hoping the trailer would give us a little bit more. Cause when they said announcement trailer, they really meant just announcement trailer, like oh we're making this game. But as far as any details about it, you're not getting any, which was a little disappointing. It, I know eventually at some point we'll, you know, get enough details about it, and more than likely my $60 will be spent at a GameStop or Walmart trying to get it. So at some point, um, whenever they come out with more news about this or we get more details about what the gameplay will be like, any new characters, story, plot, any things of that nature, um, we'll probably be able to talk about it a little bit more. But it's just as far as stuff I'm looking forward to right now, I, I got to have Halo Infinite on that list. My guess was that it was going to be a battle royale, but that... Trend seems to kind of be fading. Yeah, I don't, because Black Ops 4, I feel like, didn't really catch on as great as people, or as great as they had hoped for. As it far definitely as, wasn't the cultural phenomenon yeah, that Fortnite was, it, and it I think definitely was Fortnite not. struck gold there. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's something you can necessarily try to take and replicate. I think that was really just lightning in a bottle for that one particular instance. I don't think, I mean, Halo is a very established property, so people will go out to buy a Halo game regardless, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And if you add a Battle Royale component to it, then that's just obviously just one more thing that people can do. So I don't see the harm in adding that, but I don't think if, if Halo does well, I don't think that will be the defining reason as to why it did. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, such yeah. an, that's such an established property at this point with such a passionate fan base that at this point, people who've been playing Halo at this point are going to rush out to buy Halo kind of doesn't really matter whether Battle Royale's in it or not or what yeah. sort of adjustments they make gameplay-wise. Did you play Halo 5? 
I did, yes. What did you think of that? Um, I I thought it was good. It story wise, it I, like story wise for Halo, I'm starting to get lost. Like as far as like yeah. what the hell is going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, I I'm right there with I'm, you. I read I'm, the books yeah. and I'm lost. I'm I'm starting to get very lost on what exactly is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as gameplay though, loved it. You know, I was I, I had a lot of fun just the campaign playing online against other people that had a lot of fun with that game. But as, as far as the campaign and story and trying to figure out what the hell was going on, I was lost from start to finish. Yeah, if uh for those of you who are listening who don't know, Halo Five kind of sets you in this weird point after everything cool has happened where you're yeah. you're hunting Master Chief but you're also playing as Master Chief. Yeah, you switch back between Master Chief and I'm forgetting the other character's name. He's but he's like by, inspired um, by Mike Coulter, the same guy who plays Luke Cage. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a weird it, it was interesting because I it's not very often in Halo games where I'm playing as someone other than Master Chief. Mm-hmm. Um especially in a game where you're switching back and forth from character to character and they each have their own squadrons. It was different and it's obviously the weapons they used were different. So it was, it was a different Halo experience, but it was a little jarring at certain points where, you know, I would just go from one character to another then immediately to the next character. Yeah, so. it, it's kind of weird to do a mission working to benefit Master Chief, and, and then, then you have to undo all your work that you just much. did. Yeah, like, it, it, it's it hard was, to motivate yourself yeah, to do that. Yeah, it was very difficult to do to where I'm playing as Master Chief and I'm doing all these things so that Master Chief can succeed, and then literally the right next mission, I'm trying to undo everything, like you just You're said. You're literally trying to trying murder to Master Chief. everything I just did. is is very back and forth, and it's kind of just like, well, I mean, I don't want to do this right now, but in order to progress the story, I have to. So that was a very different experience. I can't think of any other game where you're literally playing as two total opposite sides that yeah. are, like, clashing. Mm-hmm. And you're each trying, like, literally you do something and then you go back to try to undo the thing you just did. That I can't think of many games where that's the case. Certainly that was a very, none that do it well. Yeah, that was a very unique experience, if I, to say the least. Did you uh, get into Halo 5 multiplayer at all? Because I did not. Um, A little bit. Um, I would say... It felt, about, I would say it felt to me kind of similar to previous Halo games for me. Okay. Um, just, you know, I've, I've never been great online in Halo. That's never been like the game I hop online and, you know, I go on and do Every my night. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's never been my thing with Halo. Halo, I mainly stick to either campaign or I'll have some friends over and play against them. But as far as hopping online and playing against other people, I haven't, haven't had a whole lot of success doing that. So. I, I think Halo's had a weird kind of nosedive in terms of multiplayer popularity. I would definitely Because when say, Halo yeah. 3 and Halo Reach came out, people mm-hmm. were like, oh, it's the COD killer. Yeah. It's going to overthrow Call of Duty for the multiplayer. But nobody's playing it. Yeah, no. It, I, Call of Duty, I feel like, kind of has like a stranglehold on multiplayer gameplay for a while. And it's, I mean, specifically it still kind of does to a certain like extent. 2009 and 2016 was yeah. like... COD was the multiplayer yeah, game. Yeah, no, there was they they kind of held a monopoly on multiplayer gameplay, it felt like. And everything else was just kind of like, ah, I'll get to you when I get to you, but the, Call of Duty's the main priority right now. There was a lot of games who would kind of try and take elements of Call of Duty, and mm-hmm. Halo definitely did that. Yeah. So, like, Halo 4 had a ton of things. Like, yeah. you could sprint and have the, all these armor lock abilities, or the, all these the armor abilities. And, yeah. yeah, and it just kind of... Kinda, Got crazy, but mm-hmm. I think we're in a good place now where there's a lot of different variety in multiplayer and a lot of multiplayer games that are really good mm-hmm. and that can kind of stand on their own, like Overwatch and Fortnite. And even though it's similar, those Battle Royale games are the popular ones are all doing something different than the other ones. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
that was a big tangent. But another game I am looking forward to is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, so this is projected to come out in late 2019. It's done by Respawn, who uh, did Titanfall, which is what was a really good overlooked shooter that came out uh, 2016, I think. Um, it focuses on events that take place just after Episode 3 in Star Wars, uh, so when the Jedi are being hunted. Other than that, we know it's maybe coming out in 2019. I think it could possibly get, get delayed, as these big projects usually are. Um, but Respawn's a solid shooter developer, so I, I think this is going to be a good game. Hopefully people play it. Um, that was kind of what Titanfall suffered for. Yeah, It was an unknown IP, and it didn't have a whole lot of a player base, but it was still really good. Do you fear that for that, like, it may feel too much like Battlefront, or are you not worried about that at all? Um, no, because I, although I have no idea what the gameplay is going to look like, com- like, Battlefront compared to Titanfall are polar opposites, whereas mm-hmm. Battlefront, you feel really heavy, and, like, everything's, like, made out of metal, and, like, yeah. when, you, when you punch something, it's slow, and, and everything you do has, like, feedback, Yeah. whereas Titanfall... You're on a jetpack flying through the air in a robot shooting laser beams from space, <laughs> which I think is a much more fun way to develop a Star Wars game yeah. than to make it Battlefield reskinned with Star Wars. Essentially. Yeah. And I, I know those Battlefield games recently have been super lacking, and although I don't think they're terrible, I've been slightly disappointed, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that, that this new Star Wars game can be good. All right, well, we're going back to me. Um, anyone who's been listening for a minute knows that Mortal Kombat's kind of like my number one gaming franchise that I've that, that actually, let's say Mortal Kombat's the Mortal Kombat Four was the first video game I ever played. When did that come out? I couldn't even tell. Give you. me like an era. It was it was on PlayStation One. Okay. So no joysticks around around that time D-pad. frame. Yeah, early 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 two thousands around that time okay. frame, like two thousand two thousand one. So that was the first video game I ever played, and since then, that's been the game franchise that I'd say I've had the most success in, the one that I've stuck to since, like I said, since I've started playing video games. Um, So when I saw the trailer for MK11, I would say I probably watched it at least a good 20, maybe 25 times. Yeah, on repeat. (laughs) Um, And I know a lot of people had complaints about the music in the trailer because it was 21 Savage, and everyone was kind of like, what is this? I like 21 Savage. I I didn't have a problem with it. Do you know what 21 Savage song it was? Um, I don't think it's, I think it was called Immortal, but I don't think the song has been released yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were complaining about that. I know that was one thing people were saying, what, what is this? It doesn't match the trailer. But as far as like what was in the trailer and seeing like, oh, okay, we're getting x-ray moves back. Um, you know, you're getting to use your environment. Raiden looks like he's evil now, kind of. Is it Raiden from Metal Gear Solid? Or no, it's different. <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad at fighting games. I only know Smash Bros, and they constantly cross over, so I assume that all of them are like that. Oh, no, I am now aware that that's a very stupid question, and I know who Raiden is. <laughs> okay. I was about to say, I was like, Jeremy, if you don't know who Raiden is, move on. this is going to be a very long, okay, we're moving long on. conversation. The only time I've ever played a Mortal Kombat game was at a Super Smash Brothers tournament, really? and there was a kid in a closet. This is like an odd place to have a Mortal Kombat game. I'm, yeah, I'll get there. There was a kid in a closet wearing a Splatoon hat, so he had an he looked like he mm-hmm. had an octopus hat on. In a closet in a library at a Smash Bros. tournament. He's playing on a PS3 by himself, sitting on the ground. I'm pretty sure he was wearing a My Little Pony shirt, and I felt so bad for him. I said to myself, I, I'm going to... I'm gonna be a a good person, and I'm gonna ask if I can if I can play this game, and I'm, I'm gonna play him. 
So I was, I approached him, I asked, can I play, and I didn't even touch him. He just destroyed me. And that's why I don't like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, it's just one, one experience of getting flawless victory. And one you were experience good. of a dude just destroying me when I was trying to be a nice guy, <laughs> and now I'm, I'm fed up. Yeah, no, that, that's me with my friend group. Everyone thinks they can get to me, and two flawless victories later, they're like, oh, I guess you weren't joking. I, um, I do that in Smash Bros., but I really tamp it down. Or I'll, I'll oh, I don't at I'll, all. I'll random every character because I want them to play with me and I yeah. want them to, to like the game. Oh no, I'm cool, I'm cool with being an a hole and destroying everyone's hopes and dreams. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I do believe. Actually, no, I don't believe. I actually saw it. They released the uh, sort of the story trailer mm-hmm. for it. Like I want to say a few earlier this week or not earlier this week or like late last week. They released the story trailer for it. You kind of got to see a little bit of what was going on. Um, they're introducing a new villain that hasn't been in any previous Mortal Kombat in installments i don't think we know what her name is yet um all we know is that she's doing something where she's bending time or controlling space time whatever she she looks powerful whoever she is um and they're also adding another playable character i believe his name is garris just sort of a he's very similar to whoever the main villain is is where he can control time Mm -hmm. they look like they're part of the same species because they have sort of the same like physical makeup um and we didn't get the entire roster of characters i believe we kind of got like it's kind of the same old people you expect to be in a Mortal Kombat game, yeah. Scorpion, Sub-Zero. The Sonya, usual that I don't remember. Yeah. Baraka, I believe, was in the trailer as well. Raiden, obviously, the new character, Garrus. And then I believe Scarlet was in the trailer as well. I believe that was everyone that we saw. Um, I'm kind of hoping that they expand the roster a little bit because one of my main complaints of sort of the newer, this sort of new rebooted version of Mortal Kombat games, the one we got in 2011 and then Mortal Kombat X, that the rosters kind of felt like they were, it kind of felt like, you know, you went from Mortal Kombat Armageddon where you had pretty much every MK character who had ever existed at any point all in that game. Mm-hmm. And then you go from that to Mortal Kombat 9 and it's just kind of like, oh, we're going to take that and compress it by a lot. How many characters about were there? Oh, I couldn't even tell you. It was a lot. It was No, I mean in like, like how, lot, how small is the roster? In, in this... In the newest ones. In the newer ones, I would say... Maybe twenty. If I have to like guess off the top of my head, I mean, okay. I could probably look and be give you a little bit more of an accurate number. I just want to, but excluding ballpark. DLC characters, because obviously DLC Those characters DLCs get crazy, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they they've been adding Freddy Krueger, I believe, at one point. Yeah, they yeah in nine they added Freddy Krueger. In this last one, they had Predator, Alien, and Jason, oh my God. and uh, and Leatherface actually. So yeah, we, um, my hope at this point, since they're running out of horror characters to add in, I <laughs> they think do only, anything else. Only other person they got is Michael Myers at this point, which I'm expecting. And then after that, who knows where they'll go? But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping they expand the roster a little bit more, which they kind of did in MKX from MK9. They made the roster a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And I look from the menu screen that we got. It looks like even though we didn't see what the other characters were, that there are more of them. There's those blacked out portraits. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully we'll continue to expand as they keep making these these rebooted versions of Mortal Kombat. Um, but yeah, definitely excited for that. That's probably the number one game I'm looking forward to this year. Okay. I have a list of games I think are going to be really bad. And a I'm gonna list. There's about six. That like AAA titles, I think are going to be terrible games, and people are going to, people are excited currently, right now. Mm-hmm. People are excited for these games, and they're going to be huge letdowns. Number one on my list, The Division Two. Are really? you familiar with the first Division? Uh, I never played it. I've watched people play it though. It yeah. had mixed reviews, but it 
fell off a cliff late yeah. in its lifespan. Yeah, and I, I think, get very mixed responses from people when I ask them about it. They either loved it or absolutely hated it. I've never gotten like an in-between response. Like, oh, it was okay. It was either, oh, this game was awesome or I want my money back. I played it. I played for about eight hours solo and it was miserable. Really? It's one of the games where if you're in a squad of four people and mm-hmm. you can talk to each other and know what you're doing and you have a dedicated squad, yeah, I can see how it would be a really fun game. Mm-hmm. But when you're solo trying to cooperate with 10-year-olds online who got the game for Christmas, they can't figure out what to do, and you wind up trying to do the whole game by yourself, Mm -hmm. which is not fun. Um, So part two, um, set in Washington, D.C. in the summer, whereas the last one was New York in the winter. Um, Post-terrorist attack America, the description says. Um, Third-person shooter, you know know what Mm -hmm. you're getting, squad-based. Although you can do up to eight players, so that might. How how are you going to get eight players? I'm yeah, that's going to be a different experience. That was my problem with Destiny, was because I I did all of Destiny solo, and mm-hmm. Destiny was much better than the division at letting you do things solo. But I couldn't do any raids because I couldn't find eight people to buy the game and do it with me. Um, so I think Division is going to be a flop. Next on my list, a fighting game, Jump Force, which is mm-hmm. a fighting game with the Shaolin Jump characters. Um, I think this game's going to be half-baked. I think the combos are going to... There's going to be a lot of balancing issues, especially when it first comes out. There's not going to be a ton of characters. The ones that there are there are, are pretty cool. So you have Luffy from One Piece, Goku from Dragon Ball Z, and Naruto. Okay. Um, But I think the roster's going to be pretty limited. Um, Limited I, how, as far as, like, you don't think there will be as I many I think there's going to be about 12 be? characters. Hmm, and seems... I think a lot of them are going to be pretty lame. Yeah, I'm going to say, if you're taking characters from that many different anime series, I feel like your roster should be a lot bigger than that. If if it is truly 12, their roster should be significantly bigger than that, because there's a lot of characters you'd be leaving off. That could okay, I actually found a game. list, and it's... Okay, my information's outdated. This is a massive list. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, there should be a lot more than yeah, 12. Yeah, the last... When, when I saw this, it was the original trailer, and they've they've expanded it. Um, So, yeah, some of these characters are pretty cool. Uh, Vegeta... Obviously, Yu-Gi-Oh! is pretty cool, um, and a, some other people from from Yu-Gi-Oh! So, I th- th- I mean, the character list is cool, but I stand corrected on that point. But I still, I, I think it's going to be, in terms of fighting games, pretty lacking. Okay. Like, um, lacking in terms of gameplay? Or lacking like in terms overall? of gameplay. Okay. Uh, next, and we kind of talked about this beforehand, but I think Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be a huge <laughs> disappointment to its fan base. <laughs> Brent, do you want to jump on a microphone right now and try and defend your franchise? I don't know anything about Kingdom Hearts. I don't either. But what I do know is that the fans are impossible to please. They're really into the story. I I think the fans are going to be disappointed in this game because I think their standards are too high. It might be a fine game, but I think I can see a scenario kind of like Mass Effect 3 happening where the fans don't like the ending and just get really mad at the developers. So you think it's more you'll think it's more of like a game itself won't be bad, just the expectation set by the fan base is so high. It'll the be reception will have a lot of flaws. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. So Kingdom Hearts is like my first game I really got into. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom bought me and my sister Kingdom Hearts one in two thousand two, and I played. A cr- my sister got too mad. She got like three hours in and just quit, like rage quitted. And then I took over her file and beat it. And then I just like got obsessed with the series from there. Like I, it's one of my favorite game series ever. 
I've waited for this game since I was like eight years old. That's crazy. I'm very excited. So far, everything that I've like observed about the game, it's everything that I'm liking about the series, uh, just like with really high definition. So mm-hmm. personally, I'm really excited, but I think there are going to be a good pocket of like Kingdom Hearts fans that are super disappointed by this because like the story is so complicated and so like obtuse that any ending is going to disappoint some pocket of the fan base that like overly theorizes about where the plot could go. I think that's a big problem that we have, not just like in games, but in entertainment in general is that a fan base will project their theory onto whether it be a game or film or whatever. And when it doesn't meet that, they say, Oh, that was bad. It's like, well, not necessarily. Right. It's just that it didn't meet your expectation and it didn't turn play out. Things didn't play out the way you expected them to. That's okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you had an issue with, you know, gameplay or if you had an issue with um, you know, character development or, you know, the controls seemed off, that's different versus yeah. I thought things were gonna turn out this way and they didn't. I think that's a major issue in terms of reviews people read. They just say, Oh, that's a I got a one out of five, it must be bad, but you didn't actually read why that person said that he could have just you know be butthurt for a game i'm way more concerned with gameplay like if a game has a really bad story by all means criticize it but the kingdom Hearts series specifically it is a combat game it is a game about gameplay about learning how to use the combat system in the higher difficulties like i'm replaying cage 2 on critical right now and it's it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going between that and Bloodborne and sometimes it's harder than Bloodborne. Mm. Like it's 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 absurd, but I'm really excited. If people are disappointed by it, they're disappointed, but don't put so much credence into your like theorizing about stuff. Yeah. Like just take things at face value, take them as they are and base it off of the gameplay cuz I think the gameplay is going to be amazing. I've seen so many demos and leaks. It looks like it's just going to be like so fun to play. Once it comes out, I'm devoting like 72 hours. straight hours <laughs> just to just to play. No that. sleeping or eating. Just 70, no, 72 no peeing, straight no hours. No bathroom breaks. I'm wow. going to be on the couch just <laughs> urinating all over my couch while I play Kingdom Hearts oh. 3 like a real grown man in you 2019. Can you name all the games in this franchise? Because I bet you can. Oh, yeah. We have Kingdom Hearts 1. We have Chain of Memories. We have Coded. We have Birth by Sleep. Kingdom Hearts 2. Dream Drop Distance. Uh, a fragmentary passage, technically, um, and now Kingdom Hearts three. I don't believe I forgot any. There's coded and recoded, but Kingdom Hearts three fifty eight slash two days. Oh, how could how could anybody forget? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. Kingdom Hearts one point five Remix X. What? Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Remix. Okay, yeah. Kingdom Hearts Unchained X. I'm not done yet. (laughs) Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Kingdom Hearts VR Experience, and then Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay, we need explanations on this. There were a lot of like mobile games released, but like the Chain of Memories and the Rechain, those. All right, they started off as like Game Boy games or like PSP games that mm-hmm. were eventually re-released for like the PS3 and the PS4. Yeah. And they were remastered, so that's why there's a few others. I did forget about 358 because no one likes that game. Okay. Because no one in the in the fan base cares for that game. I think it's okay, but it's it's a super minor it didn't even get remade. But uh yeah. My point is the story is gone at this point. There is no way. That the, there can be the lore from what I named 12 games. Every single, like, there are there are so many fans who are going to be like, oh, they they forgot about this entry in Kingdom Hearts 360, 358 slash two days. 
I don't even know if that's it. I, I, days over okay, I sorry. I'll remember that uh, forever. I already forgot it. Okay. Already forgot it. More games that are gonna disappoint. Skull and Bones, um, which is a pirate game that's kind of based on Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Um, there will never be another Assassin's Creed Black Flag. No, no, never. But I think this game will be lacking. Because, because it's not Assassin's Creed. It's hard Black to Flag. have an entire game based around naval combat. I mean, Black Flag was kind of entirely, for the most part, based on naval combat. Like, it I think that was a chunk of it, but it also had a lot of like this game doesn't. This it doesn't game, have any other aspect to it at all. It's strictly just naval combat. Is in the same kind of vein as um, what was that crappy one that came out for the Xbox One? I couldn't tell oh. you. Uh, it's it's a pirate game, and I think it's going to be very surface level. Um, so so do you know like strictly if it's just it is entirely naval combat? You don't leave your ship. I'm gonna. You don't do I don't else? know if we know that yet. Okay. Um, as far as I know, I'm gonna. I need to pull up this pirate game. Um, Xbox One. Because I mean, it could work if you're able to actually do other stuff and interact with the world. Because Assassin's Creed for Black Flag, for me, for a while, didn't even feel like an Assassin's Creed game. I don't think there's like a single the player. Caribbean. It's all multiplayer. It's all multiplayer? Like, like, okay, yeah. Kind of like Destiny. Yeah, I think, that's, yeah, that's different then. I think it's going to suffer from a lot of what Sea of Thieves suffered from, mm-hmm. where uh, like the fun part is going to be having a squad, and that's how you're going to make your fun. I don't think organically there's going to be a whole lot there. Okay. That being said, there is... A game series that is even more esoteric than Kingdom Hearts, that has an even more hardcore fan base. That game is Shenmue Three. Now, mm. none of you have played Shenmue. Nope. Nobody listening has probably played Shenmue. Doubt it. Shenmue is okay. I'm gonna read the description for Shenmue Three. This tale of a teen martial artist's search for his missing father is set in 1980s Japan, the most funded. Kickstarter project of all time at $6.3 million. It comes 18 years after the last one came out on the Dreamcast and Xbox. At its core, it's a fighting game with a narrative-led interactive events and a big story. Expectations are high for this oft-delayed game. And that was according to Polygon. Um, So yeah, I think this game is going to be garbage, uh, but I think the very small amount of people who wanted it who apparently donated $6.3 million, are going to like it. To get a game made. After 18 years after the sequel. Wow. Who? Okay, I I don't have anything else to say about that. I think that statement kind of says, yeah, it speaks for itself. Most definitely speaks for itself. I have another list of three games that I think are going to be really good, even though I'm not super excited for them. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the prequel to this game, Ori and the Blind Forest, was one of the best games of... It's year 2017, 2016, I th- 2015, I'm sorry. Um, it's a side-scroller platform combat puzzle game. Um, the last one had a whole lot of character. People really liked it. It looked beautiful. I think this game's going to be the same. Uh, another game, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Psycho Shadows Die Twice. This was unveil- unveiled at uh, Sony's press conference. It's made by the same people who make Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Um, <coughs> it's... Uh, based in like feudal Japan um, and it's kind of supposed to be more Assassin's Creedy. Mm-hmm. So I think this game is going to be really cool. I'm not going to play it because it says it emphasizes stealth. 
and I'm really bad at stealth in video games, so I know it'll just be miserable to combine the frustration of Bloodborne and Dark Souls with having to be stealthy. So you just go in guns blazing every time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I I play Dark Souls like, okay, I'm going to die. I'm just going to do as much damage as I possibly can this first time, and I'll learn by slamming my head against the wall as many times as it takes. And that's mm. how I've almost beaten Dark Souls. Um, almost. Uh, I'm almost at the end of Dark Souls 3. Okay. The majority of my progress was made this weekend. I played it a lot. Um, finally, uh, another game I think is going to be really good, Wolfenstein Youngblood. If you're familiar with the series at all, you'll know it's based on an alternate America where Germany won World War II, and you play as BJ Blazkowicz, who has to just murder a lot of Nazis. Hmm. It's kind of plays like Doom, um, over-the-top action shooter. I think it's going to be really good because all of them are super crisp. This one's made by Bethesda. Interesting. So, yeah. Their first-person shooters are always really good. That's my that's my list. That's your entire list. Yep. I'd say uh, honestly, most of those games I'm not entirely familiar with, especially mm-hmm. the Shinmu one. When you said that, I was like, "What?" Yeah, Shin- huh? Shin- you, you said a, you said there was a fan base for it's it. It's kind of like, like a I, meme on is? Reddit. Yeah, hmm. it made six point three million on Kickstarter for some reason. That's an odd. That's very odd. That I mean, if, if that fan base is that passionate to get that game, I'm not sure it'll be as big of a disappointment as you think. I if mean, I if I had to describe what playing that game is like, I would use the word asinine. Because I've watched gameplay of the first one, kind of as a joke. Um, you should absolutely, if you're out there and you're curious at all about what Shenmue is, type in Shenmue Funhouse, F-U-N-H-A-U-S. They have a hilarious gameplay where they just make fun of the game the entire time. Highly recommended if you want to experience Shenmue for the first So is time. it sort of like a, that game that's gotten like a cult following because of how ridiculous it is? Or... That, and there are people who are legitimately into the 1980s Japan setting, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what's propelled them into liking it so much, I think. Okay. I think it's a little bit of both of those. Like, people who ironically like it, even though they know it's kind of niche and not very good. Yeah. And there's people who just adore the setting, and for that reason, they're super into it. Yeah, well, glad someone enjoyed it. Okay, anything else? Uh, no, I got nothing else. Kind of ran through my whole gauntlet games I'm looking forward to. So. Yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be one of the one of the good years for games. I know. Trying to think of like the best years for games. Twenty twelve was really good. Twenty sixteen was good. I think this past year was good with um like Red Dead Redemption and Spider Man and Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, this was a good last. Twenty eighteen was a damn good year for games. I think twenty nineteen is gonna be really good too. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, same bet. Do we still do the same bet time, same bet place? <laughs> I'll do it. Same bet time, same bet place, people.